Hey guys, so welcome to the third episode of season three of the Team Whisperer show where you get to hear the stories and experience of podcasters and what are the problems that they are facing and how to overcome it. Today, we have a guest who is so cool. The reason I'm saying he's actually cool is because the name of the show he has is Fail Coach. I'm sure there's a reason behind it, which we'll get to hear it as well. Moreover, they help people to launch their businesses, uh, own businesses. And if you guys are looking for something like that, then I have given every link in the description uh, to connect with him. So please go and check that out. So without further ado, let me introduce to Miha Matli Whiskey. I think I'm pronouncing it right. I'm really sorry, but definitely I will ask you about that. So Mr. Miha, welcome to the show. Uh, please tell a little bit about yourself and your podcasting career. Well, hi, Jeffrey. No, that's okay. It's Mika Matlievsky, but it's, it's okay. Even, in, in, even where I live, they, they, they butcher my surname because it's quite uncommon. So I'm already used to that. Um, a little bit about myself. Well, as you said, uh, people call me the fail coach uh, because of huge past failures in my business and the lessons that I learned from it. And since then, I'm constantly preaching uh, to people how it is so important to have healthy relationship with failure um, because failure will happen whether we want it or not. It's just a regular part of our life. Um, and especially as entrepreneurs, when we are pushing ourselves uh, to crazy things, uh, even more failure happens when you are outside of your comfort zone. So you just have to accept that. And, and, and you know, um, it's very important if you have good relationship with failure, because then you can bounce back very quickly um, and reach success quite fast. Or if failure drags you down into negative emotions, negative self-talk, um, and yeah, then things can take a long time to heal. Um, and then uh, success is quite far, uh, far away. Um, so yeah, um, I'm from Slovenia. I moved to Serbia three years ago uh, because uh, I love, uh, uh, well, I don't love doing that. I, I, I hope one day I won't have to do that, but I'm very passionate about, uh, passionate about doing the animal rescue work um so yes i i do i do hope that one day my work in that area will not be needed but uh, i think we are quite far away from that moment so um that's yeah so that's that and and then um yeah my my podcast is brain dumb by the fair coach and it, it all started because i'm talking to a lot of entrepreneurs and you know they keep asking me same questions over and over so um the whole podcast started as an outlet for me to really just record certain lessons and and put them there and when the next person will ask me the same question i can just say hey go to the podcast and, and listen to that episode but then i don't know yeah i don't know how Somehow, I, I, I decided to invite a few people to do interviews with them. And then I just kept doing that. And, and so now we are, I don't know, 50, 60 episodes in, 70, I don't even know. And uh, yeah, it's, it's mostly just interviews with uh, people who I believe have something valuable to share 
with the audience of entrepreneurs. So it's all about giving value to fellow entrepreneurs, whether that's something that they can apply in their business or in their life or, you know, just whatever, whatever comes to my mind as being helpful and valuable to fellow entrepreneurs. Um, so yeah, that's the podcast. So I, I'm, I'm quite chatty. So, <laughs> well, that's actually really good for, you know, being a podcaster. I think it's a greatest advantage being a chatter on that. <laughs> Okay, that was awesome. So coming out of the questions, uh, so, you know, this is actually kind of related to your field. Uh, see, uh, how do you actually convert your podcast into a business, like, you know, a full-time business? We also know that, you know, sponsorship can be a major stuff. But other than that, uh, what are all the areas that we can explore? Like, uh, but also do let us know how to get sponsorship for that as well. Well, I mean, there's plenty of ways you can monetize a podcast. Uh, sponsorships are just one way uh, but you know for that you need to have a big engaged audience um, you need to have a podcast that's very niche orientated um, and then it's not that hard to, to, to get um, sponsors but I think that comes later in the journey uh, but there's plenty of other ways I mean I know uh, I've helped podcasters uh, through my programs who um, book podcasts for entrepreneurs who don't want to do them themselves. Um, people who will do your editing, people who will, you know, basically you do an episode, send it to them and then they do the rest. Um, and also doing the podcast is a great way for networking. And I guess that's, that's how the whole thing uh, helped me in a little way. I, I didn't do any of the other monetizations. And even this one, it, it really didn't happen mindfully, you know, like, oh, I want to monetize. Um, I'm, I'm really just concerned to bring interesting people in front of my audience. But, you know, um, I do the pre-interview uh, quick chat. And then when we record the podcast, we have a few minutes to chit chat in the beginning in the end um and and so you know you, with certain people you see that you you vibe very well and um you just continue having the relationship and you know often they have podcasts as well and then they invite you to their podcast and so on and so you have quite a few different opportunities to to be in touch with them to chat with them and you know a relationship can form and then you know you never know um, when that relationship can turn into, and it doesn't have to be, you know, direct business. I, I, I don't think I ever made any direct business with anybody. It was more, you know, when they needed something and maybe I was able to suggest somebody from my network and, you know, they would send me a, a, a an Amazon gift card or something like that, or, some people say, oh, I want to send you, you know, your referral fee um, if they have something like that. Um, or, you know, they connected me with somebody or with their audience or maybe they have like a ma little mastermind where they teach one thing, <clears throat> but that audience could benefit from the things that I teach as well. So it, 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 it was all sorts of different collaborations that came out of that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, 
there's plenty of opportunity for podcasters to to uh, you just need to really understand what do you want i mean for me like i said it happened more just naturally without me deliberately wanting to do that but um you know i'm already in a place where i don't need to be so deliberate about that because you know um i'm i'm i'm, I'm doing well with my coaching anyway so it's not like oh uh you know i need a whole lot of new clients uh but if i would i would be very deliberate with uh how i do things i would maybe be even more strict on how i do my process and um you know um like just more deliberate on that and yeah um i know people who um you know they they look to interview people who are their target market and then after the interview they're having a quick sales conversation so plenty of different opportunities yeah and how do you actually when you are you know uh, you're talking about podcasting is kind of actually networking stuff and uh, when you are actually approaching an interviewee or you know a guest or something like that how to not make that you know interview uh, you know guest call as a sales pitch because sometimes people always like you said after the interview they will you know pitch something like uh, uh, i am selling this so if you are interested you can do that so how not to make it as a sales pitch uh, than like providing value so what's your take on that well i mean it's easy you just don't sell if if you don't want to you know come off sales i mean um in in my opinion <clears throat> um trust has a very big role so you know as entrepreneurs and podcasters are entrepreneurs what we are doing especially in the first few steps in our process which is the know the like and the trust the marketing process and then the sales process we are just you know trying to get people from not even knowing who we are to creating some sort of a trust and now you know the bigger the trust the less sales you have to be it's really just an invitation to explore possibilities to do something together but you know building relationship takes a little bit longer and i think that's the catch people want too fast too much and they're not willing well the first thing is you really need to understand who is your target market because you know if you're just throwing yourself out there and connecting left and right and hoping that something will catch um that's not a good approach so you really need to know who your ideal target market is um uh, and then you know you can either interview your ideal target market or you can interview people who are connected with your so let's give an example i'm a business coach so um you know um i can interview somebody who is an accountant because an accountant is somebody who works with fellow entrepreneurs uh and they can introduce me to that network of theirs so you know uh, either direct or indirect uh, through our network to get to the ideal client so that's the first step you need to know who 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 is that <clears throat> person you want to talk to and then yeah then it's really just um brand building will help you a little bit in building trust faster so make sure you do something for brand building and then really just you know uh grow the grow the relationship become good at growing the relationship just two weeks ago because i have a 
I have a program called The Leverage of Trust, which is really how to grow and, and how to leverage the trust and so on. And um, I, I do live uh, Facebook Lives in the group that is t- uh, together with the program. Um, and about two weeks ago, I did uh, a live video on 12 stages of business networking, uh, 12 stages of intimacy for business networking. And, and you know, because you can't skip the steps. It's like with a relationship, you know, you, you, you don't go on a first date and then in the morning, bam, you ask the question and say, will you marry me? You know, you, you, you have to do a few steps, you know, you do the first date and then I don't know, you have a weekend getaway and then you go on a vacation together and then you move in together and then you stay in that position a little bit to see how you operate now when you're together <clears throat> all, all, all day long. And then, you know, you pop the question and, and, and the same goes for, you know, creating a relationship. And, but I understand if you are unclear, if you are talking to the right person, you want to speed up because you want to be, uh, you want to quickly see whether they are or aren't the right person so that, I don't know, you don't lose time. That's what people sometimes say, even though, uh, you know, um, I, I wouldn't say something like, like that because it's never time lost. I mean, um, you know, you never know what can happen and people are connected. Uh, I mean, a lot of people just look for that direct thing. So I met you and now I want to sell something to you, um, you know, without looking beyond that, beyond that relationship. Maybe you're connected with a whole bunch of people who would be interested in my services, you know. Uh, so we have to look a little bit beyond that um, and uh, yeah, just take it a little bit slower and build a relationship first uh, and then you don't have to be salesy, you don't have to be Grant Cordone or Dan Locke or any of those douchebags. I mean, I, I mean those things work if, if you want to do cold calling or something, but you know, um, you have to be a certain type of person to do cold calling. Some people enjoy it, I, I, I don't. Um, I, I really don't, and most people don't. I can tell you from my experience as a business coach helping new entrepreneurs uh, set up their business and lay down the foundations, one of the things, one of the most common things is uh, before they even start their entrepreneurial journeys, oh, wow, now that I'm becoming an entrepreneur, I'll have to you know, sell to people and be salesy and pushy and just like that, you know, used car salesman or the insurance salesman. And I tell them, no, it doesn't have to be that way. But, you know, um, uh, if you don't want to do it in the pushy way, um, it will take a little bit longer because you have to build relationships first before you invite them to take the next step with you. But yeah, it's really just an invitation. Yeah, Let's explore well, the possibilities. Yeah, because, you know, yeah, we're talking about cold, cold calling. I actually, uh, I've sent like texts like Instagram on many times. I actually, you know, uh, like uh, frame the template and uh, send those to on Instagram, on people on LinkedIn. Um, you know, sending those actually, I kind of hated it myself. I mean, if I received that, obviously I wouldn't be like, you know, take the call up because people kind of hate salespeople nowadays because when they're trying to, it's like, it's like not they're trying to solve a problem more than actually, you know, just buy my product, just get it. 
just get it from me it's like you know uh, you know the covid 19 is like uh, you know get it from me get it from me you know things like that is happening so as long as it's like it's like pretty crazy and you know i'm actually doing mba in marketing and when when you know when my professors teach me like uh, you know you have to be a sales person like this you have to sell like this i'm like i don't know i don't know whether being a sales person is good actually or being a, hu- a normal human is good Je- jeffrey um so in like i've been in business for the past 23 years i personally did a bit over 3 billion us dollars in sales um in, in those 23 years i mean it's a long time you 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 get to do a lot of different crazy things uh and i never i never did things in a salesy way i always did things in a human way yes it takes a little bit longer it takes a little bit more time but you know if if you don't want to be that that sneezy salesy guy you just need to understand that and and maybe you know maybe you don't jump into the entrepreneurial journey straight away but maybe you start it as a side hustle you start developing your audience first start getting that relationship going and then once you have you know a big enough audience with good relationship then you start thinking you know whether you want to make that full time um so you just have to be aware that that it takes a little bit longer but i understand i mean we all like to buy but we hate to be sold to you know that feeling when when you know that somebody connects with you just because they want to see if you want to buy something from them um i don't know i hate that and i i love that you know human interaction first let's first see if the relationship is there but of course it doesn't work the same on all the audiences you know uh so it it really depends on how well you understand your audience because some audiences they want to be very quick because that's just how they are they 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 are straight shooters some are and the straight shooters they just want to say hey you know tell me what it is and i'll say yes or no and and that's move on without a life um it's not the way i like doing my business i like those relationships that are created um uh, but again i'm not everybody's ideal client not everybody is my ideal client so um i think the important step that is often skipped is that deep understanding of you know your audience your target audience who they are how they want things where they are um you know do they like to be sold to do they are they the straight shooters and i can just go bang 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 or are they you know uh do they want more of a relationship first um so yeah um deep understanding of your audience that's that's definitely where i would start yeah and i think you know mostly product based companies i think go for straight shooters like they don't want a lot of relationships up but after sales service like in base of service industries i think it will be a lot of things because like i also i have clients for video editing and audio production as well so whenever i do that they actually kind of want like a subtle in a friendly way rather than saying that okay send me this okay send me that they want more of interactions like you know what can be improved what can be adjusted and all so totally agree on that point i mean it just really depends mm-hmm. um when you're selling things that are just 
a commodity, so everyday items. So let's say, you know, you sell uh, printer paper, just, you know, packs of printer paper. Well, I don't need a relationship with you, you know. When I'm out, I just want to buy that as quickly as possible and get it over with. But, you know, uh, when I'm talking with fellow entrepreneurs, I don't want them to be in the commodity uh, space because that's the logical space that that's where there is no connection no relationship you need something you go you buy there's no brand loyalty in the commodity space you know uh, so every time I'm out of paper I go to the nearest store that I am at at the moment when it hits my mind oh shit I need some new paper and I will just buy whatever they have on stock. It's not like, oh, I'm going to look for a specific brand of paper for my printer. You know, so I want to avoid being in that bracket. Um, and the more you go into the emotional part, you know, the more you become the Louis Vuitton of whatever you do or, or the Prada or so on, um, you know, that's where the real money is. That's where the loyalty is. That's where the relationships come into place that's where uh brand loyalty is uh referral fee uh, referral from from happy clients and so on i want to be you know apple i want to be um louis vuitton prada i want to be something at that level i don't want to be a, a you know um a chinese fa factory that's one of many thousands and I compete on Alibaba, whether I am a few cents cheaper than all my other competition. And then tomorrow, uh, somebody else is a bit cheaper and somebody else. And um, after, after a few months, I just lose the battle because I can't ever be pr uh, profitable. Um, it's very hard. If your only unique value proposition is uh, you know, I'm cheaper. Um, that's not a good place to be in because we are more and more living in a global world. And, and you know, I mean, uh, there's a whole bunch of people from, from third world countries, second world countries. I see here in Serbia, I would call Serbia something between the second world and third world country. I mean, the average paycheck here is like, 250 300 us dollars per month you know and those people will do a whole lot for 10 bucks an hour you know and so now if you're a va from us and you're competing in a you know in in, in that market and then somebody here can offer you know their services even for five dollars or somebody from philippines and so on it's very hard to compete in that market so you know you need a story you need a brand you need your unique value proposition you need to offer something that's a little bit more complex than just the simple things the simpler your product or your service uh, the more people are out there to offer that you know um so so I mean, when I'm working with new entrepreneurs, those are some of the things that I try to focus on with them because I want them to be in that space where they are above the, the, just the commodity level. Uh, because being at that level, I mean, you know, there's always somewhere somebody bigger, 
how can how can you compete versus Amazon? You know, Amazon can probably just drop their prices by I don't know ninety percent and hold that for a year and take all the losses and wipe out all the competition because they have so much money in their bank account. Um, they can just do something crazy like that. So it's a very very unfavorable position to be in the commodity range but then when you have like a really unique value proposition when you are in that space you will be much more profitable with mm. doing less and i think that's the key well that's really good because you know be coming from india so uh, india i actually do also know that uh, people mostly like uh, hire indian people because of the cheap labor because uh, you know having five dollars is like around 300 rupees here it's kind of really a high amount uh, for the us dollars but uh, due to this uh, COVID i know is kind of, yeah it's kind of really I know. Great for but 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 th there are ways even for you know so i know it's it's not easy being uh, you know a person of color a person who lives in the third world uh, or the second world it's 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 not easy but i had clients that I helped from, from Kenya, Africa, from Zimbabwe, from, uh, from India, from Pakistan, from, uh, from the Philippines. And, you know, with a bit of the right approach and uh, just some smart PR and, and smart uh, marketing and positioning and branding, um, this lady, she was a VA in, in, in the Philippines. So you can imagine how much she was making an hour, not that much. Um, and now she's a funnel builder, a very good funnel builder. And she charges three to $5,000 for, for a single funnel. Um, so it's, it's all how you, I know, I know. I mean, you know, uh, um, maybe it will sound even funny to you, but uh, when, when I started uh, doing my my uh, sorry, uh, video. Oh, yeah. oh okay <laughs> sorry uh, so it might sound sunny funny to you but you know when I started my online journey um, I was uh, oh what's happening here uh, so when I started my online journey I was uh, I had a very very strong accent you know i'm coming from eastern europe so i had almost like a russian mafia mobster guy kind of i was about to ask the uh, question are you are you russian or not i was about to, but i was really afraid that i don't no, know what will happen because of no that. no <laughs> no but i mean you know it is what it is i i i had i had a very thick accent i know mm -hmm. that i still have one it, it's it's much better now than what it was um so you know, even though I'm, I'm white, uh, people would still have certain prejudice. They would still judge me based on, based on you know, the voice and, and the accent. So, uh, so I do know a little bit about how it is when, I mean, I, I, I can't even imagine how uh, it is when, when you're, you know, uh, a different skin color, a different religion and so on. I mean, it must be 10 times, 100 times even more awful than it was for me, uh, but it can be done. It can be done. Um, that copywriter from Kenya, he went from making two, three hundred dollars a month, which was already a good thing for Kenya, but but he went to making six, seven, eight thousand dollars a month, and uh, and then he said that 
he wants to build schools in Kenya for young people to learn about uh, copywriting and how to do different things online. But it was all about PR, positioning, you know. Um, yes, uh, like sometimes, you know, you have to, I don't know, uh, uh, put on some, you know, more fancy clothes and, and go to a hotel lobby and make a few photos there. And uh, you have to be a bit more careful what you put on your timeline. Um, you know, especially if your target market is different than who you are. So if you're an Indian serving an Indian market, that's a different thing. But if you're an Indian who wants to serve the U.S. market or Canadian market and so on, um, yeah, you, you need to, you know, um, polish yourself a little bit up. I know it's a bit against what some gurus are saying, you know, be yourself and just be your crazy self. Um, but that thing, I think, ends when you have certain adversities. So you, you, you have to try harder uh, to get the same attention as somebody from the U.S. It, it just it, uh, it doesn't work any other way, at least not that I know. And I'm very sorry that it has to be like that because I, I really hate that we live in a world like that when, when, you know, the color of your skin really matters or your religion or, you know, your, your sexual orientation or whatever. I mean, uh, in my eyes, everybody's just human beings and you are either a good human being or you are a douchebag. And, and that's the two criteria. If you're a good human being, I don't, I don't care about, you know, your religion, your, your color or whatever. Um, but unfortunately, the world is judgmental, the world is uh, racist, the world is biased, the world is prejudiced, and so on. And because of that, um, when you are an Indian guy trying to do business with the Western world, um, you have to do more, try harder, and all of that um, to achieve the same results as a white person would. Um, but it can be done. Uh, with some good PR, with some good marketing, it can be done. Things can be done. You will, you have to be very mindful what you post on your personal profiles. Um, you need to be mindful what kind of pictures you take. You know, just like this lady um, from Philippines. Those Southeast Asians, they look so much younger than they are. I'm so jealous. They have this amazing gene. They all look 20 or even younger. I don't know. I would love to look 20. Uh, so, yeah, they look very young. And, you know, very young, if, if you're trying to work with businessmen, they might be judgmental. They want somebody who's more mature. But she was 30 years old. Uh, so she had to really put some clothes on to look a bit older a bit more businessy. And then, you know, all her photos were, you know, with friends, having fun, with boyfriend and so on. But if you're using your personal profile, and I, I don't think in these days you can avoid using your personal profile because personal branding is so much more important than company branding. Um, and, and so she had to start posting different things. I said, go to a hotel. You have some nice hotels in Philippines. Sit in a lobby, order a cocktail or something that's in a fancy glass, uh, and and you know, uh, have your friend take a few photos, you know, so that you look in a business environment and so on. 
try to come up with you know a friend or two who has a, an office that's decent looking or maybe go to a co-working space i mean just find things that don't look philippine um and yeah she she did that she did that she changed her strategy what she posts and so on and and now uh people don't hit on her people don't treat her like a baby people don't treat her like somebody from philippines who will work for peanuts they respect her they respect her work and now you know she has testimonials already and so on now it's easier and easier and so slowly she will be able to you know say fuck it i'll just be what i am because her testimonials with bigger clients will start speaking for her but that initial part yeah you 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 have to be a bit more mindful about it yeah the process of getting there is actually something that we have to do adopt and uh, sacrifice a lot i think so uh, that's totally great uh, so this is one final question before ending up is that uh, what is the best tip you know in the world according to you you would give uh, you would give to a fellow podcaster in order to grow um to a fellow podcaster yeah. focus on the audience i mean at the end of the day audience is everything if you give them what they want they will give you what you want if you give them good quality content if you give them content that they really want so if you are too much left and right in a way how i am because you know i have all those general uh, kind of team i'm not specific in anything um it's it's just business in general but then it's much harder to you know find regular listeners because somebody might be interested in this episode that's i don't know on marketing but then this one is on sales and they don't are not interested in that so um yeah it's 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 a bit harder but you know i i i don't do it because you know i want that to be the next number one podcast in the world i really just enjoy doing it the way i do and my audience already knows me and i guess because of that they they listen to it anyway i started podcast much later in the journey where i already had a lot of audience and so then you know it's easy to get your audience across or easier uh but yeah um if if podcasting is all you do if that's something you see yourself making a living into uh the better your podcast does the the better your referrals will be and 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 whatever you do um and so just focus on the audience talk to your audience jump on calls with your audience just if a few times a week just take a few minutes here and there and you know uh if if somebody comments on a podcast that when you put it out jump on a call with that person go figure you know why they what they enjoyed what they didn't how long they listened like just be curious um and and create relationships with your audience because your audience will then give you all you need um at the end of the day everything is human to human at the end of the day any money that we get comes from human beings um and it's only if you give them what they want they will give you what you want oh that's a really nice one i I'm, i'm going to quote on that you know if someone ask me <laughs> <laughs> thank you that's a really nice one okay so you know before cutting on to this anything that you want to ask me um 
Not really. I mean, you know, you were introduced to me by our Agnes. mutual friend, Agnes. Yeah. Agnes is a very dear friend of mine. And, uh, uh, you know, whoever she introduces, whoever is friends with her is friend of mine. Um, I'm honored. So, <laughs> I'm totally honored. Uh, all, I, I, I just wish you, you know, all the best on your journey. Um, this is the third season, if I caught it correctly. Yeah, Am I exactly. right? Yeah. So to many more seasons um, and to uh, a lot of future success uh, with everything that you're doing. And uh, yeah, just that. Wow, that's right. That's really, that's really not so nice of yourself. So thank you so much, guys. I have linked everything in the description for you to connect with him. You heard his stories. You heard his client stories. Like he's totally amazing and so cool to accept my invitation. So make sure you check that out. And thank you so much, Miha, for uh, connecting. And uh, I'll see you guys in the next podcast. Thank you so much.